Fourth Monday of the month, and that's when Tom DeVivo, the Wyndham mayor, joins us to update listeners on town progress in many areas. Our Mayor Meeting Monday program, made possible by Willimantic Auto and Truck Supply, your Willimantic Napa store, 51 Boston Post Road in Willimantic. And I can give you a teaser for today's program. Tom's got a lot of new information to share with you. But one thing we really haven't talked about so far, Tom, is monkeypox. Are you aware of any monkeypox cases in Wyndham? And what things is the town of Wyndham doing to prepare if and when we do have monkeypox cases? Well, you know, Wayne, I'm glad you asked that. I don't really, uh, I said in my email to you, I, don't, I haven't learned a lot. I don't know anyone that has monkeypox. I haven't seen anyone that has it. What I do know that is, uh, you know, it seems kind of a, a, of a new tr- virus transmission, uh, but there is... If you have contact in, uh, in, in this, where you think you might have bumped into someone that has it, you can get vaccines at Planned Parenthood down on West Main Street, across the street from Papa's Pizza. And then while we're on that basic topic this morning, just talk about where we stand as far as COVID. The numbers are good, but fall has been a bad time the last couple of years. You know, absolutely. You know, <laughs> We haven't had a good past two falls. I mean, we get school starts. We think our numbers are doing good. And then school starts, our numbers start to increase. So, you know, we're hoping for a, a little bit of change in that because it does seem to be dropping as more and more people have become vaccinated or they've, or they've had it or whatever it takes. But it just seems that every, every October, middle of September, October, we have huge uh, and spikes. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what, uh, you know, what's going to happen with that. But, you know, please be where, be wary if you're inside a, you know, as we spend more time inside, we're going to be inside the crowded rooms, wear a mask. If you're on, you know, if you, if you're not vaccinated or if you're even uncomfortable, wear a mask or, uh, you know, keep your hands clean and just pay attention to your surroundings. Uh, don't get too close. I think that, the phrase close talker is starting to become something of the past. You know, we all have met people who are, like to get real close to you when they talk. I don't think we're, we see a lot of that anymore, those those people. But, uh, you know, let's not have a fall where things get bad and we're all back wearing masks in schools and everything else because we're not doing that this year. So, you know. Wyndham had 60 cases in the prior two weeks as of Friday's state report. And our program is brought to you by Napa, and Napa did something nice to contribute to our community, Tom. Well, yeah, you know, I'd like to give a good reach out to Jeff LeBlanc and his family from you know, our sponsor. They, they, they worked together with the Foster Foundation to help buy some new equipment for the Hampton Fire Department, and that was really great to see how you know, it's how we're all working together to keep each other safe. And that, you know, these, these jaws of life that they helped buy, yes, they were a lot of money, but they did offer them at a discounted rate. And uh, knowing how it worked out, I think this is a great thing for the Hampton Fire Department. And uh, thank you to the Foster Foundation and thank you to the, our sponsor for all they do to keep our community running well. Another big story that's been going on of late has been the drought. You put something on Facebook a couple days ago about asking people to conserve water. 
Just give us a little update on that, and how's the Wyndham Waterworks doing to keep up with this low water level problem? Well, you know, I think what they're doing at the Wyndham Water Department is admirable. We're not in Wyndham having a tremendous water shortage. We have a, a one of the best watersheds around with the Mansfield Hollow Dam and a, a phenomenal reservoir. But the people at the Wyndham Waterworks are working hard to keep the message out that the supp- incoming supply of water coming into a reservoir isn't as fast as our outgoing supply. So they keep the, you know, the, the outgoing flow, I should say, not supply, but the outgoing water. But it's still, uh, you know, we need to work hard not to waste water because all of New England is suffering this drought. A month ago, when you and I spoke, and with your listeners, we were at stage two, and now we've moved to stage three. And I did ask you to do a rain dance for us, and maybe maybe you did it this time because it seems like we're getting a little rain today. Yeah, we do have something coming, probably midday and afternoon, and I don't think it's a drought buster, but hey, it's going to be getting wet around here, supposedly for today. Now, I enjoyed this because you told me this is something we could talk about. This is a joke. This is not the real deal. But what would you think about having a brown lawn contest, Tom? I think it's great. I you know, I came out because everyone likes to have green lawns. And uh, I do remember reading once in California, people had paved their lawns and were painting the asphalt green. But uh, let's have brown lawns. I mean, we don't, don't need to have a brown lawn. My lawn is so brown, when you walk across it, it's got dust pops up. And, I, you know, I... It just it saved me on having to mow the lawn all summer, I guess. But uh, I think that people should strive to have the brownest lawn in town. Well, you're right. That would show that they're conserving water and not using their own spigot to, to water the lawn and stuff. The problem is, if you did a brown lawn contest, I think everybody would tie for first place. But if you did have it, and again, this is all tongue-in-cheek, but if you did have a brown lawn contest, what would be the prize? A green spray paint. Paint your lawn green, I guess we could paint it, you know, or you could uh, maybe we'll throw in a gallon of water for you from uh, Humvees, but I don't I don't know what a prize would be for a brown lawn, maybe fertilizer next year, but it's okay to not have your lawn growing real fast, and uh, we don't need to have green lawns. It's a, it's a new phenomenon, and probably since, uh, you know, the early 1900s, uh, people had brown lawns years ago before irrigation systems and water and so I, I do think uh, we don't need to mow our lawn, water our lawns. You know, it's fun to pretend. And what about the on-again, off-again water situation at Park Springs? You know, that's a great thing to talk about because the water there is not connected to our water system. And I've had so many people ask me, well, if that's polluted, is our water system got a high bacteria count? No, there is no water pipe from the waterworks going to that spring that is a natural spring comes out of the ground god give it god gave it to us and it's amazing how many people have bumped into me and been concerned but with the drought situation bacteria counts fluctuate in the water our water department does is the one are the folks that test it i think that's the best way to say it. they water department test it because they have all it's easy for them they're right down the road they drive by quite a bit. They're, they're able to test it, but they take and they send it to a lab, and they sample it regularly. So we find high, high bacteria counts or chloroform, chloroform counts. 
and uh, on like it, and then the next day they're gone. So we're testing that continuously. So when it's you know when the when the bacteria counts are high, we we do recommend that you not not drink it. So we shut it off. We even have this large cement thing to keep people out of it because putting a sign up doesn't seem to work. People still want to take it, and you know we prefer that you not be drinking that water that is. But today it's open again. So, you know, it's, but if you see the sign or you hear that it's closed, you shouldn't take water from it because that's such a popular spot, Wayne. A little economic development news that people have seen some of the, re- the renovation work being done, both in the Foster Building, the old Willie Trust Building, and across the street, the old Hurley's Building, also known as the Murray Building. And there's something that's going to be happening on Thursday of interest. Do tell. Yeah, you know, Thursday is a groundbreaking day, Wayne. Uh really not groundbreaking because the building's already built and it's it's more renovation renovation breaking i think would be a good phrase for it but you know the lieutenant governor's coming to town uh, to tout the state's involvement in this and you know i want to thank the lieutenant governor and the and the governor and all our state reps for helping get the money through johnson help get bonding money to get this project done uh economic viability of that building if it was done on the private sector would have been a real challenge so bringing in a partner like the state really helps move this thing forward. And uh, I'm so happy to see this happen because, you know, I listen to WILA radio quite a bit. And I, you certainly have a lot of talk show hosts that complain, have complained about the building and the pigeons. But there'll be more pigeons flying around the city now because they're being kicked out of their house there on the corner of Church and Main. So, you know. It's just, it's really exciting. It's at 1130 on Thursday. The public's invited to come down. Uh, hopefully we'll get some press coverage and uh, because it really is an exciting time to see that building come back to life. You know, one building at a time. We don't have to do it all at once, but one building at a time, we'll get it done. From Thursday, September the 1st, the opening day of school. As mayor, some thoughts about first day and the upcoming school season? Well, you know, like we, we all talk about in public, you know, let's be careful. Watch for kids on the street. You know, there's uh, they, a lot of children walk to school in Willimantic or they walk to the bus stop throughout Wyndham. So be careful when you're driving. I'm used to seeing four kids walking down the street. Uh, children by nature will walk in the road. And uh, so, you know, if you have to on the side of the road or use the sidewalks, but if you're just driving to work, keep your eyes open for them. Be careful. Uh, the children are coming. We have such a great year planned, I've understood from the superintendent. And uh, and I, there's so many great things happening at schools this school this year. I just, uh, with changes, you know, I, I can't wait to see it started. And Because, you know, I think of it, our children are the treasure of our community. We send them off to this school, they come back to, come back even more valuable. They really are. We, you know, in Wyndham, we take pride in our children, and we're all family here, and uh, we're going to work together and have a great school year. And I wish them all the best of luck. luck. And a week from tomorrow, we'll have Tracy Youngberg, the superintendent of schools, on to talk about the upcoming school season as well. And also, you want to talk about the bus schedule? It's out and public. Yeah, it's out. It's on the school website. It also was in Saturday's Chronicle, so... I'm sure you can go to a store or go to one of those. A few machines left. I'm not. 
I don't know where any of them are. There used to be a lot of the Chronicle machines, but you can find Saturday's paper, get the bus schedule, look for your look where they're going. It's uh, it's not you know it's easy to find. It's three pages of bus schedules, and you know I don't think the Chronicle gets paid for publishing that. So uh, a shout out to them for getting that information out to the community because it's you know you need to know the bus schedule if your child takes a bus. And there's been a lot of construction work going on, even in the last week, at Wyndham High School. How does that construction affect the season-opening football game? Hey, you know, <laughs> I tried to get them to play at Giles Field, but they uh, they were concerned about parking. Because the op- when they opened Wyndham High, before that, they played at Giles Field. And uh, they weren't able to do that. So, But they decided that they would go over to Coventry, where they have lights. And it's a light, you know, playing under the lights is a big deal for for kids. So they're going to play at Coventry, and uh, of course they're going to beat Eo Smith that night. So you know, if you want to watch a great game, they also have a. It's also on the school website, or the Wyndham High School football has a web page you can check out and get their schedule. And uh, it's up there, Coventry High, which isn't that far away, and hopefully we can get a big turnout at that game. Because, uh, you know, we did find a place. Construction's moving along. It was unfortunate they weren't able to open the field uh, immediately. When they do open, you know, Wayne, it's going to be turf and uh, a turf field, which is new for Wyndham. Uh, we've never had a turf, and I believe there'll be lights. Well, there have always been lights, but they'll, you know, it's going to be a whole new sports little center. And, but they, it's okay to miss this little deadline. They'll be open before the end of the season, and we, Wyndham will have its home team advantage again. And speaking of sports, uh, back on August the 2nd, the announcement was made that there will be a batting cage coming to Recreation Park. Man, I wish that was there when I was back in the Twilight League, but talk about that. Uh, it might have been there, but not assembled when you were in the Twilight League. It's been sitting in a box uh, for a for a long time, uh, I bet you seven years, six or seven years, I've been sitting in, in crates. Uh, Tom, I played Twilight League a lot more than six or seven years ago. Okay, well, time goes by fast, you know. So, uh, you know, it's just been sitting there. We're finally getting assembled. We did get a quote from a private contractor, put it together because it's quite, it's quite the assembly and. Uh, the money was outside our. The cost was outside our budget. You know, we we're thinking be two or three thousand, and we got a price. You know, it's probably a fair price, but it was seventy five hundred dollars. And the town staff thought that you know we can just put some overtime, and keep it under the under that number. It's it's you know we've needed it for a long time. The community's been asking for it because uh, you know Recreation Park is a is a regional baseball facility and. Uh, so having a batting cage is something that uh, we're all looking forward to getting. I can't wait to see what it looks like. And lastly, Tom, you did a little bike riding over the weekend. Oh yeah, I went off with uh, one of your one of your old uh, weather forecasters, Mary Jasmine. Weather observers, yeah, Mary Jasmine DeVivo. Yeah, she did it for years, and from Oakwood Drive, she would call in and give you the. But she and I and. Uh, uh, her cousin, her 14-year-old cousin, Isabella Brassaw, we did the 20-mile ride, 
and this is the first year we took off from the community center. Uh, we've taken off from eat. We usually leave from the Eastern ball fields or, uh, in the past, even St. Mary's school. But this year we did the, uh, uh, from the new community center and what, and the facility worked out great. Uh, there's several hundred bike riders doing a lot of great work, raising money for perception programs, which helps with our drug addicted people. The interfaith area, interfaith ministry, Wayne, you know, helps people with clothing and housing and heat assistance and the no free shelter. So they all pull together and then they split the money up. It's quite an undertaking because, you know, they have to make sure the routes are done. They have sag wagons. Uh, the listeners don't know what sag wagon is. That's like a, a pickup truck with some bike parts and maybe a, uh, a tire tube or two, drive around helping people that are out in the road. And, you know, they have the 20-mile, 35 I think there was a 60, and then there's a 100-mile ride. And we go to area churches, and that's why it's called the steeplechase. You stop, and you get your fruit and your water. But I've done it many. I've done it for a long time now, and I really do enjoy doing it. This might be my last year having my nieces or nephews with us because they all grow up, you know, of course. And Mary Jasmine set it off to UConn, so you may not want to do it next year, but... Uh, it was still, it was a great day, and watching all these people raising money for, for these much-needed charities in town. Yeah, great turnout. Several hundred riders for the steeplechase, and one of those is the mayor of Wyndham, Tom DeVivo. Our mayor meeting Monday programs brought to you on the fourth Monday of every month and brought to you by your Willimantic Napa store, Willimantic Auto and Truck Supply, 51 Boston Post Road, Willimantic. Tom, always good to check in. Thank you very much. Great. Thank you, Wayne. Have a good day. 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.